Captain's table is on. What number is it now? Number seven. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Are you good? I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm very excited. I am too. We've got a great guest on tonight. And tell us why. Well, we've got lucky enough to have Apollo Perolini on, on board on the captain's table tonight. Dual international, rugby league, rugby union, all around great guy. And we're going to hear some great stories tonight. So uh, we've, uh, we've done a little bit of uh, searching out around the world. We've got a few interesting questions for you tonight, Apollo, but welcome. welcome. <laughs> it's good to be on the table. Uh, it's, it's great. Good yeah. to have you here. Yeah. It's good to, good to see you. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. So, uh, and also, um, for those that listen from outside of Dubai, Apollo is a long-term resident. Been here for how long? 12 years. Wow. Yeah. It's 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. I remember, yes, I remember when you arrived. Um, yeah. When we were sitting at the Brasti. Was that, was that when you arrived? <laughs> do we have to mention Brasti? <laughs> well, yeah, they're not one of our sponsors, but I do remember it was a, it was a, it was a New Zealand Fonterra evening. And, yes, it was. And, it was. Uh, and you just arrived, and I do remember that. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, and uh, that was in 2008 when people used wow. to go to Barasti. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, different story altogether now. Yeah. But uh, no, it's great to have you on board, Apollo, and I'm really interested to, if it's okay, just to, just to sort of go through a little bit of your lifetime line, probably as we do with the captain's table, we're sort of going to maybe ask a few sort of questions that yeah. just as you're sitting as you're sitting there in the pub or something like that, to just get just maybe some of the things that. That happened with the funny side. That's the kind of stuff that we're we're more interested in than the hard hard details. But but I will uh, I will kick off in that obviously. Uh, see, I've done my research tonight, Rex. Um, July the sixteenth. Yep. Born nineteen sixty nine. Absolutely. And uh, and um, known for Apollo when Apollo eleven took off. Yeah. Um, well. Samoans are known for that, you know, they, they, they call, they, they always call their children after certain events. Um, and um, I was, I was, the, I was the youngest of, I'm the youngest of eight kids. So I was the, I was the rat of the, the litter and then. You <laughs> <laughs> turned out okay. <laughs> turned out to be the biggest out of the whole litter. And um, when, when, when um, sort of, Mum was giving birth to me, you know, dad um, was listening to the, the actual broadcast of um, the Apollo launch, which was happening in, um, back in the US. And um, obviously when came out on the same night which the launch was, and um, he just decided to call me a, Apollo. That's brilliant. That's uh, great, isn't it? And That's great. Ding, first fact from the yeah, like, yeah. And I always used to say, oh, lucky that it wasn't the Russians or else I would be called Sputnik. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big tackle from Sputnik. Yeah, it doesn't really sound Doesn't say that. No, 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 no. And, and where, where was that? In, in Auckland? In Samoa. In Samoa. Because that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you yeah. about. You know, where you were born and bred for a while in Samoa and then made the move yeah. over? Yeah, the mum and dad sort of moved the whole family to to New Zealand for a better life, really. Yeah. And um, so um, he took the, all the four youngest first, and then the, the other four kind of followed um, afterwards. And, and But we're, it's not that we lived a bad life in, in, in the islands, it's just that 
dad just wanted to uh, put us on the next rung on the ladder, you know, mm. just, just help us, the next generation, um, have a better start in life, you know. And it's always, you know, living in, in the islands is, it's, it's a, you, you live off the land, you, you either grew produce or you, you had a business. So um, dad had a business, he had a shop and, yep. and sort of managed to raise the funds and then um, he took the whole family to Auckland. Basically one for education, one for him to get employment and, and get, to the, get a job really. And, 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 how, and how old were you when you made the move? Well, I was uh, about three-ish, and okay. then, then we, we grew up and, and went to primary school, went to um, we did the whole New Zealand, Kiwi, Samoan sort of life, really. Yeah. You know, you to, I think when, when you're growing up, it was really hard because when you're, when you're growing up as a Samoan who grew up in New Zealand, you didn't know whether you're a, a Samoan or a New Zealander. Okay. So, yeah. so when you go back to... So when you're in New Zealand, you're, you're seen as a Samoan. When you're in Samoa, you're seen as a Kiwi. <laughs> right. Yeah, every time I used to go there, they used to yeah. go, oh, oh Kiwi. they're Kiwi. The Kiwi's a bit. They're Kiwi Samoan. <laughs> and when you're in New Zealand, you're, you're, you're the other. You know? So, um, yeah, I think identity was always the struggle at that, you know, when, yeah. you're, when you're growing up. I think mm -hmm. nowadays, kids kind of are more sort of in tune with their um, their culture and mm. identity you know they they know where which one they want to be and they and they choose to be it uh, whereas with us we're kind of we're still milling with it still not understanding sort of we're caught between the two we're caught, we were caught between the two which which explains why there were so many summer and kiwi uh, yeah. players and and guys that maybe had stayed out or answered the call and went back and played for Samoa. yes yeah, absolutely all right and um we only we only played for Samoa because it was uh country of heritage, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we were given the option when we were growing up in New Zealand. And uh, obviously, from a very young age, imbued in a rugby environment in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, do you first thoughts about when you were playing? Were you pretty young when you started playing? I started playing when I was seven. Yeah. So we, um, I guess we only played because um, it was a sport that was played at, at school. And, um, and we sort of played it with my cousins and my cousins played and we all we joined a club a local club and then um you soon realize oh i'm pretty good at this like just grab the ball and run <laughs> run through a few kids <laughs> yeah. and and um and then along the way you, you soon discover actually i'm pretty good at it and um but i think what we i didn't appreciate is that my parents didn't um they didn't really see it as an as a priority. Mm. They didn't support me. Right. They didn't follow my rugby and didn't back me. And because where are you going, rugby? That's that thing that you do mm. is taking up time when you could be doing chores around the home. You right. know, it was right. it wasn't a priority. And, and mum and dad always used to tell me off for going rugby. You know, so uh, so growing up, I didn't have that support. It was more self-driven. I just wanted to, to, to do it for myself. I wanted to enjoy it. I did it with mates. You know, yeah, it was all right. about being with mates and and um, playing the game that I grew to love. Mm. And uh, and I think when 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 I talk about it with kids, they they, were, they think it's crazy to think that mum and dad never ever watched me play. 
and one of the main games that my dad, my mother and father, their first game together, came to watch me was when I represented New Zealand at under 21s. Oh, really? Wow. That was the first time that my parents came to a game together. It was in Australia, Sydney. <laughs> Not in Auckland. <laughs> there you go. We played a curtain raiser to, um, I think it was a, a, an all black um, Australia game, and, and we were curtain raisers playing against Australia in the 21s. <laughs> and it was yeah. just weird, you know. It was their first game together to come and watch me, and they weren't. And I still wasn't sure whether they were proud of me, you know, representing New Zealand. You know, it was like, oh, okay, well done. Good on you. So, this is what you've been doing. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, 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 prior, prior to, to the age group stuff, you went to Calston? Yeah. And, um, I obviously I did I did a bit of a reading on the on the Calston page and, and obviously there was a there was a coach there called Graham Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted, well, Ted Henry we used to call him and yeah. he was he was the coach and, and headmaster. He wasn't our coach. He was kind of oversee sort of saw all the the coaching there and um, okay. we had a Welsh coach called Wynne Jones and he was a brilliant coach, lovely coach. What a surprise! And uh, yeah, but. Ted was the was the headmaster at the time, yeah. and um, he looked after us. You know, he was made sure that our development was um, coming along because it was myself, Ian Tuiamala, another guy called Jason Hewitt, who also played yeah, for, yeah. For, for New Zealand, Willie yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Lose, yeah. <laughs> commentary, um, and so we all. Um, so you were all the same year. No, they were, they were a couple of years ahead, of, but but right. the, Inger and I were the same year. Right. But we we kind of played ahead of our times. We were we were only fifteen when we played. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're yeah. Fifteen when you were playing seniors. Yeah, playing wow. first, well, first, first fifteen. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a, so you're fifth form, fourth form, fifth form. Yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. Right. So um, and but it was you know it was, the school is it was a rugby school. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they eat, sleep, rugby, and uh, so who was the who was the out of out of all the teams in Auckland? Who were the, who were the, who was the main guys you wanted to knock over? Which which high school? Auckland Grammar. Auckland Grammar. Yeah, yeah Auckland so, Grammar. Is it still Auckland like Grammar. that today? Uh, yeah, I think it's Auckland Grammar. Yeah. You know, um, is there's always Ponsonby as well, or something like that. Or? Oh, Ponsonby is, is the club. Okay. But uh, I played for Ponsonby. Okay. That, that's, um, that was my junior level and also okay. uh, seniors. But um, but for school-wise, we it was always Auckland Grammar, yeah. St. Peter's. Right. Uh, Pat Lamb was captain of St. Peter's during that, that era. Um, there's um, Auckland Grammar, there's Mount Albert Grammar. Right. And so there, 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 there was four so, top... So, what, sorry for interrupting. I'm, That's okay. I'm thinking as I'm talking, and you know I always do that. Um, so, if we if we go forward to now, which I'm only going to do for a snapshot, where peak players are moving around, and okay, somebody from Invercargill is half decent, and he's suddenly playing in Auckland or Wellington or things like that. In those days, you did, you went to the you were, it was pretty much your location of where you were living is where you were going to go. There was no players going. But, yeah. Oh, he's half good at rugby. We'll get him in there now. Yeah, we never. We there was never. 
kids coming up from the, the deep south to play in the in yeah, right. our competition. It was all vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was all um, local town. Local town. Yeah, and and all so so how does that affect? How, did, how did that, does that affect the rugby? If you look at it today compared to how it was, I think how it affects is that kids who probably would have got a chance to play don't get a chance because now they don't get a chance. Yeah, because you've got kids yeah. from from out of town now yeah. getting scholarships yeah. and taking their place, and yeah. uh, and so um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a, it's a hard one. Um, but it's not those kids' fault, you know. And no. It's just it's a it's a competition that's it's a prize competition now, and every yeah, right. every school wants to win the. Well, it's, um, it's televised, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well. Yeah. yeah, it's all televised. So when you, when you've got guys that are coming through age, well, you know, your age, fifteen or whatever, yeah. but they're seventeen, eighteen, they're they're big enough and physical enough, and they've been trained enough to pretty well walk into yeah. provincial sides, right? Yeah, and that's uh, that's yeah. amazing, and I think that's a huge difference actually between particularly rugby in the Northern Hemisphere, that you've got a, I'm not going to say a finished article, because obviously you keep on learning and you grow bigger and stronger, but these guys at that age, they, they, they can do that. Yeah. And, they, and they'll get in, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think the, the, the difference is the, is the passion. Mm. We grew up, that's our area, that's yeah. our school, that's our hood. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, like, right. you, you play, not just for the school, you play for the badge, but you play for the neighborhood because the neighborhood yeah. was your, is your hood. And Calcium yeah. was a, a, de, a, a decile one, mm. a low decile school. So therefore, um, we all walked to school. We all kicked the can, kicked stones along the road and <laughs> to get to school, you know. <laughs> yeah, we all wagged school together. And, you know, yeah. But it was, it was that type of, you know, that all the schools back then was all um it was all it's all about your turf your, your neighborhood right. in, in the area that you grew up in um you so, definitely would have all wanted to knock over grandma then oh all, of course all, all those remuera boys oh, the remuera boys. Remuera is sort of like a sort of like your the hills kensington or, or the suburbs of sydney oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely but it was uh yeah it's um so the, the culture is very different back then, you know, whereas now, you know, when you got kids coming out from the Waikato's or the, yeah. the you know, down up from up north playing yeah, yeah, right. in one competition, they don't have that passion. They just right. have that drive to play well for their school, but they don't have that sort of that passion that they're playing for the, the community. It's, it's, Are they sort of thinking sort of a couple of years ahead? Yeah, this is a stepping stone. Yeah, it's a pathway. Yeah. It's a rather, pathway. Than, yeah. rather than let's, let's just win it and then uh, yeah. just win the comp and then yeah. try and get school cert and move on to the next thing. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And, and the, uh, where's, I like keeping, like, I, I follow Kelson on Facebook and mm -hmm. then, and it's good to see the kids that have grown up from that area. Yeah. You know, and, they can't afford to give scholarships, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. it's not a private school anyway. <laughs> so, so, and, oh, so, uh, even today, yeah, right. Okay. No, it's not a private. And school. how are they in the competition? They're in they're, the, they're, in the, they're up uh, up there in the, up the mm -hmm. uh, top part, uh, top part of the um, competition. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, 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 AP. So, you finish school, you finish school, and then, and then, obviously. We obviously wake up to the to the next chapter of your life is when 
1991, and, and, and we'll definitely, that's going to be, we're going to talk about that. What happened after school for, for a few years? What were, what were you up to? Um, I played um, Ponsonby. Ponsonby, yeah. I went to Ponsonby. Uh, was, there to, a, was there a particular piano mover? Which yeah, Peter Fass. <laughs> he was there then? Yeah, right. Peter Fass was, was there. He was, there was, a, there was a few guys that actually sort of, we were linked to Ponsonby anyway from Calston, because right. Ponsonby had a, a had a branch in Calston called Ponsonby Calston, and so we all played for Ponsonby Calston as a as a junior level coming coming up, and um, so the transition to, to go straight to Ponsonby, even though we're miles away, mm. <laughs> that's central and we're West Auckland, um, was the transition was always going to be that we're going to play for the Blue and Black, and right, um, right. so and Ponsonby had them. Still got the most All Blacks, you know, has produced the most All Blacks in, in, in all of New Zealand. He's your top club. And um, Brian Williams was there, and then and Peter Fats was, was so good. In our, and, and again, I went with Tungamala, he yep. went with Inga, and uh, we were once we seniors. We had a year in under 21s, and then we went to, to the seniors, and then um, um, we. Played rep represented you know Auckland under 21s you know, regionals. Yeah. Um, it was always um, you always kind of it, it was harder because you, you come from being the top of the tree at that school level. Yeah, right. And then you're back down at the bottom of that. <laughs> yeah. The feeding pool, you know, you're now just feeding around the, the, the scraps it's at the bottom a, of the table. It's it's a great point, and I, I think about is it like that now? So then say, for instance, a kid comes out of first 15, Rockstar, where, where's their next couple of years before they sort of... Yeah, it is. It's still, yeah. We're still into the club um, yeah. club system, but they do, the they, they, do, they do the hard yards. You're right. And that's where a lot of kids drop out of the game now. Okay? Mm. Really? Yeah. And I think that's a struggle because back then, mm. it was a passion. Yeah, right. But now it's a drive for future employment. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. It's a future. So yeah. what happens is when kids come out of being, they've been sailing on this red carpet for so long, and at school level and being hailed as this, you know, at the top of the tree at school level, and then all of a sudden you come into club rugby, you're, you're coming against kind of potential all blacks or you know, yeah, right, right. sitting on the you know that are uh, sitting on the fence there playing club rugby mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you it, it dawns on them that they're not as great as they thought they were. I've got to dig deep again you know yeah, I've, got to, yeah, I've got to start at the bottom and yeah. and what happens is that, that because some of these kids haven't built the resilience because they haven't they haven't experienced failure yeah, 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 right. Yeah. They, they, all of a sudden, yeah. when when the wall hit, when they hit the wall, they got nothing to, to call on, and and yeah, they, yeah. they got no experience to call on. Yeah. So what happens is they drop out, you know. So these all, yeah. or they they struggle. It, it, it's a real struggle to to push through, you know. You you know your top kids are always going to push through. Yeah, and the clubs will make sure that they push through. But you, you there's a lot of dropouts. Yeah, there's a lot of dropouts in, in, in club rugby. But the good ones thrive, and they thrive quickly because otherwise they fail. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So that kind of backs up what I was trying to say earlier. But you, you were saying they've still got to work for it. Yeah. But the good ones hit, hit their straps pretty quick. If, yeah. If they do well. Yeah. Okay. They do. The, the good ones push through. Yeah. The ones that, where's you know your 
<laughs> the ones that you know you, you do get some good ones where they yeah. they do they hit the plateau out when they get to you know they're almost like that they're on this massive rise but almost when they get to club rugby they plateau it's almost the wrong time to plateau <laughs> yeah and and when they plateau that's when they they, they um, find it really really hard to get back up right and then you you see a lot of kids then just drop out of the game because they don't see that there is a future for them in this you know in, in rugby because mm. if they're not on the next rung of the ladder mm. of the ladder straight away mm. Mm, then they, they feel like they haven't made it, that they won't, they'll, they'll never make it. And so, wow, that's interesting. Um, it, is, it, is, it is interesting. But it's a, it, it's, it's a funny time. Like, you know, I, I, I think of, like, I think of it's university students, you're, you're in university and uh, you're, you're um, yeah, when you when after being first at team, probably training two or three times, four times a week, suddenly you throw in a university, it all changes, everything. So I, I can see how it is. But anyway, we're getting off key a little bit. So, so yeah, the, yeah. Obviously, the next step is like is to, is to get into, into into the big league when you're kind of like you're knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've gone through the club side. You're in provincial potentially. Um, Colts rugby, which New Zealand's up to under, yeah. under twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're into then into club rugby. Mm. Um, Apollo, maybe you could just tell us a bit about you know where, where you how you managed to get in above club level and then into the into the next yeah. year of, of great yeah. question rex yeah. yeah no i was uh, i was really fortunate you know the um it was a nice development system back then you know we, we were we were in the um auckland development system and um we were going we had a program with jim blair and yeah. uh we would go there we'll train at the institute of sports we used to catch two buses just to get to, <laughs> from west auckland to institute of sports and um but it was you did it because that was your passion you know that's what you want, wanted to do sorry so were people going to were, were rugby players going to the gym then uh yep yep right but okay. but not 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 as it was um yeah. for us as institute uh, as um academy players or yeah. you know part of the development um it was kind of part and parcel of of that agreement that we, we had to go and get fitness tested right we had a gym program yeah um and it was just the beginning you know even though it was yeah, amateur yeah. it was just the beginning it was just trying to get us on the um get us prepared for the next stage of you know auckland auckland um under 21s because you had to go we went from auckland secondary schools to auckland under 21s and then it was auckland's b's and then to auckland a's so this is like 88 89 uh, yep, nine, yep, ninety, yep, right, yep. Good old years. <laughs> and then games. Yeah. And then um, and then, but the problem always with Auckland, you know, back then, you know, there, there would have been fifteen All Blacks in, in the Auckland team, and you, you, you knew, yeah, yeah, that right, you right. just got to be sitting there for a long time, right. you know. Yeah. Especially in my position, I was, you know, I was a, I was a loose forward, and you look at you, he's in Zambrox, you're Michael Jones, you know, you're. Even Mark Carter, who was yeah, yeah. a couple, of, you know, he was a couple of years ahead of me in in age. So you always knew that these other guys were and there was were also waiting. Mark Brookhaven, was he? Was yeah, he yeah Brookie was there. He was at Pontonby as well. Yeah. So we're, there was, um, yeah, it was there was a big queue that you had to you stand behind. When well, you, I mean, you know, you just Auckland rugby was just so strong. Yeah, yeah it was. So, so I, I presume this this is what 
took you across it across that amazing bridge oh, I had to go to the bridge <laughs> I, didn't look, I, I never wanted to go anywhere but to play for Auckland that yeah. was always my yeah. my dream yeah. as, as my aspirations were to, to to represent Auckland and it was the only only mm. province that I was ever going to represent um, it was only because I went to the World Cup right. play for Samoa and after, okay. and after representing Samoa I'll come back I was still going to be sitting on that right still wow. going to be in that wow. queue um, and yet I've made a name internationally yeah, sure. so uh, North yeah. Harbour and, and, and let, let's not lose sight of the fact of about some of the achievements that at the time I think it was Western Samoa right yeah um, beating Wales yeah L losing out to Australia by not too much of a score yeah and then getting beaten by Scotland, I think. Was that the same World Cup? I can't remember. Yep, that was up. Yeah, that was up. Yeah. yeah. I mean I mean I wanna I wanna really touch base on the on the Welsh game, but when I was when I was really reading up, you know, I, I forgot that and, and, and thanks for pointing it out, Rick. Nine three against Australia. Three penalties to one. Yeah. It was a scoreless it was a trialless um So did you, so did you did you as a as a as a player you you felt you could have, you could have taken them, or were they? Yeah, yeah. I really did. And that wasn't yeah. a, that wasn't a poor Australian side by no, a long no, no, it wasn't. I mean, you know, Nick Far Jones was captain, and he was, he, yeah. played, he he got injured on that game and did his knee. Mm. But it wasn't. It was um, they had a solid team out there. You know, okay, the weather may have played to our advantage, but but then people said no. But you guys play an expensive game, so it would have. Hindered your expensive game, and said, "Yeah, absolutely, because we wanted a dry pitch because we we throw the ball around. Yeah, it's, it's running we, we play, we, we counter, we we, we counterattack like the French. You know, yeah, don't kick us the ball because we ain't going to kick it out. because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we can't, we we haven't got a good line out. <laughs> so we're going to go past the ball. Yeah, uh, who 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 you lost? You had Mafuda uh, Keenan. Yeah, and Bert was. And Bert was. How were they? What helped all those guys? Ah, six, 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 six. That's about six, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember, there was no lifting there, so we always. Oh, Australia was still Cutler and Williams in those days, wasn't it? No, it was uh, Eels. 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 John Eels, Eels. was in nineteen ninety. Yeah. yeah, it was so, Cutler and Eels. Sorry, Todd. sorry for forgetting that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, it was Eels in that, but the, the and Damien Frawley, maybe. Yep. That would be my guess, roughly about yeah. that. Oh, well, you I'm sure we'll hear from uh, we'll hear on the Instagram if we've got it wrong. <laughs> we, normally do. we normally do. So Australia nine three, then Argentina or Wales? Who we played? Uh, we we played Wales first. That Wales was our first, first game. And first game. So yeah. so so just as a um, if you, if if you've been living under a tree uh, for the last thirty years, Western Samoa, they that way it was 16-13, which was the first time a Tier 2 nation yep. had beaten a Tier 1 nation. And I was looking at a, a, a photo today of, um, I think it was a guy called Phil May who couldn't play, but, and he's sitting there with his hands, with his head in his hands, and the whole stand has their hands, head in their hands. And it must have been just incredible. Yeah. I mean, the, the funny thing was is that... Right throughout the whole week, we were there. We believed that we we're going to take them. Yeah. We actually believed that we we're going to take them. You know, we we had an amazing backline. Yeah, you know, we had a strong, we had strong forwards. 
we had a really good loose forward trio myself, uh, guy called Silavai Pala, you know, most underrated rugby player I've ever played with, and um, and Pat Lamb in number eight. Gosh, and, not bad. And we, you know, we had a back line of Bastard, Bunce, Tovanga, yeah. Brian Lima, <laughs> and uh, another guy called Timo Tangalai, and, and, um, and we had just, we had um, been, people just said, oh, you, you ain't going to win against the Welsh. Our team's too strong. You're playing against Wales at the, the, at the mighty arms park. You know, the great arms park. We used to wake up, you know, early hours in the morning to watch the test rugby yep. and play at yeah. the arms park. Yep. And when we stepped out there, honestly, I couldn't feel my legs. It was, and then um, it was great. And we, we went out there and all of us said, this is it. This is, this is our time. This is our mm. time. And we just gave it to them. And, and we, one of the things that we always said, we said, they don't know what, what we love. We love right. being physical. Yeah, yeah. We love our tackles, and uh, and so it was one of the. I think it was only the second line out, and Phil May got the ball yeah. and came around on a sort of a sort of a, a what do they call a woolly away where they tap it down, and he comes around, and yeah. I just I knew that was coming, so I just launched myself and um, took him out, and he dislocated his shoulder. So uh, was that when the Terminator name? Yeah, out? yeah, that was the press that called me the Terminator, because <laughs> then I um so then. <laughs> Just before half time, and then I, I hit um, what's his name, uh, Anthony Clement. I took him out with his ribs, yeah. and then it was uh, then the loose four that was marking me. I took his, I, I think I fractured his uh, his hand. So. I think I'm understanding where the Terminator name started to come from. Three injuries in the first half. It's yeah. not bad. And adrenaline must have been just pumping, was it? Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know the news filtered through in the UK. Sorry, Rex. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna stop yeah. for about five seconds on yeah. the captain's table. But well, we're back now. The captain's table. We just turned the ship around, Rex. Yep, we have. Um, we were just talking about um, famous win against uh, Wales, and I remember on the radio my mum telling, saying something about imagine if they played the whole of Samoa as opposed to Western Samoa. Yeah, uh, and the score would have been, you know, just enormous. Mm. Anyway, no, I'm yeah. just joking. Um, it must have been phenomenal. Suddenly hitting your straps and then um, getting some confidence because we're allowed to talk about this when you turned up yeah. for the Wales game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the, the um, you know, we're we're just a small nation and we we turned up and I don't think the the organisers really thought much of us as as an opposition. So. Um, Putting us in a hotel, I forgot what the name of the hotel was, but it was equivalent of a um, Holiday Inn, you know. And um, however, you know, we were, you know, and I was thinking, gee, we went to better hotels as a New Zealand Colts team, you know. But you know, it didn't matter to us because you know it was, it was all about the game. And I think when, when people talk about you know the the '91 World Cup and what it meant to us, it, it meant a lot because it was. It was our country that we're playing for, yeah, sure. and, and we were getting faxes that thousands and thousands of you know of people from the villages were going into Apia Park because they're putting it on, uh, the government was putting up a big screen on the main stadium right. in Samoa, yeah. and it was full. Wow! Wow! Early hours of the morning, they were waking. Wow. They were all going there, and there there was it was a massive gathering. You know, it was the whole 
of Apia Park was full of people just there to watch this big screen broadcast live because not many people had TVs back then, so on, you know, back then. So it was televised live there, it was televised um, live in New Zealand. So this whole game meant a lot for Samoans all over the world. So in the hotel, part of our duty was to put up all the faxes that was coming through and, and they had to, they went through three fax machines, the, the hotel, because wow. we had to put up and we had no wall space to put up um, any more faxes. So we were putting the, spreading them on the floor, on the, on the, on the, on the dining the, table. The motivation must have been huge for us. It was massive, it was massive. Yeah. I, I, you know, you walked in the room and you started reading, you, you sort of brought tears to your eyes yeah. that these people really were waiting for us to put, put Samoa on the map. No one knew who we were, yeah, right. no one knew who Samoa was, no one knew that that was Ireland, and all of a sudden we were, we were about to put them on the map. And that's what we were, that's what our aim was yeah. to, to say, look, people may not know us, but we're, we're bringing the whole of Samoa to Cardiff and us, yeah, as us as players. So did you did. feel, even even before the game started, and obviously Cardiff Arms, I'm sure that the national anthem was you, did you feel they were underestimating you? Body language type of way? Sort of? I, I think we, we, we kind of, we were, we didn't know what to expect because all we wanted to do is just go out there and and, and just do what we do best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll be honest, I think because you're, you're so used to playing against the old. When I was playing for Pontonby, yeah. you played against teams like Maris, who had probably eight All Blacks. In. Yeah, right. we had. I had Pontonby. We had eight All Blacks. Maris had eight All Blacks. So I was marking Zanbrook. You know, uh, you know, guys like Zinzan every other weekend. You know, most weekends. So yeah. physically, I knew that. But I think for me, it was more just I don't know what these guys are like. You know, I know what it's like playing against all those. Like, what, what it's like to play against Welsh. Yeah. You know, the Welsh team. So then, when we went out there, and the first two minutes, after a few contacts, you know, a few hits and a few rucks, and then we kind of said to ourselves. We're in this, boys. Yeah, <laughs> they they're not going to live with our physicality, and mm -hmm. we and that's and that's what we did. And we just brought the we brought Samoa with us onto the field, you know, and, yeah. and everything that that is Samoa. That's physicality, size, and strength, and mm -hmm. you know, and, and power, and then, um, and that's what they weren't expecting. They weren't expecting that at all. And so when we won, I said oh, honestly, it was one of the most joyful days you know, in my life. And talking to my my dad, um, he said he, the whole family was up watching it, and they were in tears and everything. So, so, so talk me through it. Sixteen thirteen, you win. There's the initial sort of yes, and then you're back into the changing room. What 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 was it like? Oh, we we're just celebrating like it was like just there was so much emotion yeah. in, the, in the changing room. We just couldn't believe what we'd done. We just couldn't believe what we'd done, and we even got guys from you know the all blacks boys were you know um contacting us at the hotel saying awesome yeah you know, yeah. yeah um you know all those boys you know michael jones and them yeah we were close friends with you know all the all blacks boys were just you know because we had frank bunce and those guys yeah, exactly so it was like saying well done boys yeah, yeah right but were you um were you in a position to be able to swap shirts then for the world cup or did you have yeah we did you did yeah and you'd take that one wouldn't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure yeah yeah, well, I was, I, I've still got the jets. Yeah. I've got them here. <laughs> I've got them here. So, uh, 
be in Dubai. So I, I, I um, can you remember who you swapped with? Um, open side, yes, the open side, uh, the um, Richie Collins. Okay, Richie Collins. Yeah, he was uh, was yeah. Richie Collins, and then um, so he was. His, he went off with a fractured um, wrist. Some more of your good work. Yeah. Bit, uh, <laughs> accident. It was a real accident, bro. Right? Real accident. Yeah, but then you know, we we had to come back down to earth. We and Brian Williams was really good at sort of mm. just bringing us back to reality, saying, "Yeah, that's not. This is just the start." You know, yeah, the right. following morning, he kind of warned us that the press was going to be, yeah flocked around our hotel and the people there was so much people press around our hotel for the next three days yeah because we just done something that no one has ever done and so you know all these stories came out and then obviously they they labeled me as a terminator you know and, <laughs> and, and, and i was like going, oh they quite resemble arnold schwarzenegger but hey i'll take it i'll take it, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I actually, uh, I sent a quick message to Sumo Stevenson back in New Zealand. I was interviewing if he had any questions for you. And he said, no questions, but just tell him that he is the only Terminator he knows. So uh, the name's going to stick, I think, AP. So that's, that's fantastic. So, so uh, I mean, it must have been difficult to sort of pull yourself up after that, you know, we've done. Did you did you say you played Australia after that? Straight or? after. And to, I mm. mean, talk us through that. I mean, nine three. Yeah, um, we we kind of went into Australia um, thinking, you know, they're our neighbours, and yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of Kiwi Samoans, if you say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're pretty much the neighbours, but we um, we went in there pretty confident that you know we can raise our game again. You know, and so um, when it started raining, you know, people were saying, you know, we talked about it before, that it'll be a leveler, so yeah. it will help us. And I said, well, not really, because we play a very expensive game. We, we like to move the ball, you know. So, I mean, yeah, it was evident against Scotland and, and, um, and Argentina. And so against Australia, we just, we just took the game to them. We just thought, you know, let's just... Let's just go for it, and um, and we did. You know, in talking to uh, Nick Far Jones, he said, "Mate, you guys just just came out uh, hitting everything that moved." You know, it was uh, it was exhausting. I, I, I thought it was probably one of the hardest games I've played for a long time. Really? How many days was it between? Four week? Uh, I think it was three. Three days. Three days. Jeez. Three days. Three days. Yeah, it's three years. So yeah, yeah. You but I was, still hurt. yeah, and I was pretty exhausted. You know, yeah. they, they, it was one of those games where they were very tech, you know, the technical team. You know, and they and they'll just grind us down. You know, they're they're picking goes. You know, and we were all we wanted to do is just open up and just yeah, right, 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 and just do a bit of running around. But uh, I think physically, it kind of uh, took a toll on us and. And they, we just gave away penalties, but you know, it ended up nine three, and it was three kicks, three penalty kicks to to one. So, um, so you know, for, for us, I thought it was a win. Yeah, sure. You know, to, to get that, and they eventually went on to win the World Cup. So, yeah, <laughs> sure I, I, I was just trying to quickly look up uh, some yeah, of the no, team they, in the Australian they, side, they, yeah. but um, I mean, 
they they ended up winning. Didn't they? Yeah, mm. yeah, they took uh, took took the All Blacks down in the in the semis in Ireland, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and beat England in the final. I think uh, Campiti may have tapped Bernie McCarthy on the bum on the way past to say, <laughs> yeah. "Here I come." He did that reverse reverse yes. pass to Oren, <laughs> and Oren scored in the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. and. Um, there's also a story I hear, and I'm, I'm only going to say this quick, is that the crowd was very much in the semi-final with the Australia and New Zealand with the Aussies because New Zealand was charging people to come and watch some train. Oh, when no, the Aussies yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so the Irish were like, no, you don't, do that. you don't do that. You don't do that. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. realise that. Yeah, I read that somewhere. Gee, that's it. Anyway, sorry for, sorry for taking it off. So um, Argentina... Yeah, I, I presume Argentina in those days were Argentina were good. They were strong. They a lot of scrums. Lot of scrums. They love the scrum, and but they, I don't think I think Argentina. When you look at it, they they, they changed their game plan. They kind of wanted to play a similar game to, to us. Right. They played. They wanted to play an open game, and they kind of went against it because when um, we played an open game and we kind of stretched them and we scored a lot of some good tries and we and when whenever they tried you know it was they it was quite they, they um there was a lot of errors in their game and but we we, we just really took it to argentina from uh, um just playing the game fast they they and they really didn't play to their strengths or their, their scrum, 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 scrum 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 and malls yeah and they tried to play an open game like you know this fight fire with fire but didn't realize that we had a plane throw <laughs> And um, we had a good win, and then onto the um, quarters, quarterfinals. And I know Scotland, Scotland playing at the um, Murrayfield was just another level. But they um, had, and hadn't that Scotland team just won the Grand Slam? I think so. They, they won it in nine, not uh, ninety. Yeah, okay. they okay. won it in ninety. No, no. They were a good side. Yeah, good side. No, they were a very good side. I mean, so you were you up against Finlay? No, you were up against yeah, Finlay Corner. Finlay Corner. And what about the the farmer? Who was the, the farmer? Jeffries. Yeah. Was he tough? Oh, no. Good guy. Yeah. They were, he was. They're both tough. Yeah. Finlay. Right. So I was marking Finlay Corner. He was. Uh, yeah. And Scotland made the the third uh, the, the game that no one wants to play. The the third place playoff against New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I remember rightly. And we don't know what the score is and don't care. Um, well, yeah, no one cares about it. I'm pretty sure New Zealand would have won it, but I do remember one bit with Gav Hastings knocking one of your front rows back on his ass, and it was quite funny. Okay. But that's an aside. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so, anyway. So, Scotland, Scotland. Scotland was... They kept it tight. Yeah. yeah. They, played it, they, they played the game that... that, that pretty savvy. Yeah. yeah, they were pretty savvy. They, they, they did a lot of rucks, uh, a lot of mauling. Of money, they kept the ball tied. We still played an expensive game, we never changed our game. We just and it wasn't, it's not in us to try and all of a sudden change our game for for team like Scotland. We probably weren't as clinical as we were against uh Argentina, the balls didn't stick. But you know, we I always said, Well, you had we were playing against the whole of Scotland because I think we only the the only speak the only supporters we had were the English. <laughs> right, right, right. All the English so. in the crowd were all, all Samoan supporters. <laughs> we had Welsh, English, and um, yeah, and Irish supporters supporting Samoa. They're all in. They're, the 
amazing thing was they would come up to rock up the hotel, all these English people, you know, the, yeah. um, all in their Samoan kit. Oh, amazing. Oh, amazing. Give their Samoan kit, Samoan scarves, you know, they all, you know, get, get these Samoan scarves and to the point where there wasn't enough merchandise going around. So, you know, we had, I, I, I remember I had a, like a training t-shirt and I just yeah. gave it to him this guy and said, yeah, yeah have that. Right. You know, yeah. and he was like, are you sure? You know, he said, I'm going to be there tomorrow. And that's it's quite brilliant. brilliant, brilliant isn't yeah. It? yeah. No, but I mean, you know, when you think about 91, just off the top of your head, it's worse than some was the first thing I honestly think about. You don't think about, it was just such a big thing. Mm. It was, it was huge, but okay. So you head home after that. I'm presuming, did you fly, you flew into Auckland and then over to Apia or? Yeah, we, yeah. we, we thought we were just going to fly back to, to New Zealand and that was yeah. it, you know, and then, um, the government, the Samoan government, um, flew us all back to, to Samoa with our partners. Brilliant. And at the time I was only 14 and yeah. had a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> course and, and put us up and, and gave us um we were put on floats yeah on the back of trucks and all and to go from from um from the airport to somewhere you go through all the villages setting one road goes into up here mm. and it took us a couple of hours to get into because you just drove along slowly and the villages they just came out and it was just Amazing. they felt it was so much pride yeah there was so much pride in the and in, in these people because they it was the first time they had something to celebrate. Yeah, right. You know, and you know that they gave them a, a global recognition. There was, sure. it was, you know, there was sure. a, nothing's ever put their name global. That was the first time that someone yeah. put them up, I'm sure. um, on the map. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so, I mean, it's it's quite difficult to top that <laughs> in, in terms of you know experience. And the stories and the like you know the, the, the being able to go back to Samoa and get the, the recognition that you deserved but there are a couple of more things that you did in your rugby union career yeah. and I, I think one of the things that we were just touching on uh, just when we were off air before was uh, was was being part of the uh, New Zealand centenary is that right 1992 1992 so yeah. a year after yeah and, uh, you, you got involved in that right yeah that was amazing probably my one of my favorite top experiences I've ever had you know as a, as a rugby player and you know the memories that you'll never forget and you know and always and we talk about it when I meet some of the boys like Andre Joubert, um, Nas Porter, yeah. mm. rooming with me and John Neal, me and Neilsy rooming on the first night you know and his feet were hanging over the bed you know it was like <laughs> it was so brilliant because I, I got a, it was again, by fax, <laughs> he, got a, he got a fax that, um, and a phone call saying that, um, just to congratulate us that we have, um, that I'd been selected for um, for the World 15, and the World 15 is selected from the World Cup, from the 91 oh, World right, Cup. Okay, so the, yes. so yeah. your performances from the World Cup, yeah. you were selected for the World 15, so it was such an honour and, and a privilege, you know, to represent Samoa, so it was me and Peter Fats that uh, were part of, part, part of the uh, World 15, and so it was amazing, and so we all met in Auckland, and we got on a bus, so, um, oh sorry, we, we got a meet in Auckland, went into the Central Hotel in Auckland, 
we all gathered there, yeah. all the South Africans. Now, remember, South Africa was not yeah, in the South Africa. Exactly. Yeah. So you had Peter Hendricks, you had uh, Nasport. Was uh, Uli Schmidt there? Uli Schmidt. Oh, Uli Schmidt was one of my one of my roommates as well. And so um, Uli Schmidt, amazing hooker. Yeah, 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 yeah. incredibly yeah. mobile as well. Oh, and a big guy, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. he was a dentist, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a doctor Uli. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and so we um, we met in the centre, and then we did a couple of training runs together. It was just fun. And um, the well, I mean, you just imagine yeah. who's who, yeah, who's who. I mean, yeah. and, then, and then it was then, um, we're waiting there, etc. And then the following day, um, which could have you had all the boys from Australia rock in, you yeah, know, um, you know, Jason Little, um, Tim Horan, Nick Far Jones, um, and so they're all rocking in, and, and uh, <laughs> we had our token all black. Gary Whitton. Yeah, I read the <laughs> Really? I read that because today. he wasn't selected for the All Blacks for the centenary test. <laughs> so we so got yeah. shoved into the World Fifteen. We took him. <laughs> yeah, we took. No, this I, is the great story. He got, yeah. he got dropped from the All Blacks, and and so we got him for <laughs> the last that, minute. So Bob Bob Templeton and um, uh, what's his name from Scotland? The Scotland pitcher. Did Ian Jones replace him in the New Zealand team? Or was it who, 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 yeah, who yeah, 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 I think no, Murray Pitts. I'm not sure who replaced him, but I know that he got dropped from the centenary right. test. So we picked them up. So, ah. so was McGeegan part of the McGee, coaching yeah, team? Yeah, and Bob Templeton. And, and Brian Hall. Oh, wow. Oh, right. yeah. and, and Bob Templeton, of course, was just revered in Australian rugby for years. Yeah, yeah. Always the number two guy or yeah. the guy from Queensland, right? Yeah, so, so, yeah. so it, was, it was Temps. Brian Lahore. Wow. Brian Lahore was the main coach, Temps was the assistant, and um, yeah, McGee. What a great, great wow. coaching team. And so those guys, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't put those sort of teams together with no. those no. coaches no. anymore. So, so. so how does the dynamics work? Because you've got the best of the best. There must be egos galore. Oh, or, no. People are there yeah. for the laugh and, and just It was such so yeah? a laugh. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah. probably one of the... That's what I was saying. I said it's probably one of the most memorable times that I've ever had in my life mm. as a tourist. Mm. So we flew. So it all, we waited for everybody. All we all congregated and, and met at, um, in Auckland. Had a training run. It was just games of touch. We had um, I said um, Rashita, the guy who scored a uh, little yeah. Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, was he the fullback or the winger? Yeah, winger. He scored in the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. So and, and we were just we all got together and uh, Gavin Hastings and that. We would go down. That game of touch. I forgot where we where we were playing. And Didier Comberobero says to Nas, "See, so can hit the crossbar." Right. So from here, like place kick, boom, crossbar. Let's see if you can hit the upright. Boom, hit the upright. And I was like going, these guys didn't even have tees. Right. They just they just Took put the a hole in. Yeah. put a hole in the on, on the ground, <laughs> placed the ball on the on the top in, in this hole and just booted it. Nas and Didier Comberware could hit anything. You know, they were, they were amazing guys to be with. And so we um and then like they said, you know, we had um, 
with EOZ, um, I was trying to think who else was there. The French Oliver Rumois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Oliver, he was the, the French boys in the number eight. I forgot his name from um, from France as well. So the the French boys, then the um, who else did he the um, Argentinian prop uh, with the name? big hair? Yeah, with the big hair. <laughs> I remember the big hair. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so it was a mi yeah. nice mixture of a team. But we all got on, and it was so funny because you know everybody got because every every day we swapped rooms. Okay. You never room with the so person. Good. So who did you get? AT? You, you had you had Eels, uh, Hastings, Hastings, Billy Schmidt, um, Jeremy Guscott. Um, That's brilliant. I, I think I may have had. Um, what was there? Ah. Uh, um, Peter Hendricks from South Africa oh, right. and um, Oliver Rumar. Olivia Rumar. Better so way to get to know the team. Yeah, and uh, Derek White from um, Derek White. From, uh, Derek White. Derek Big Deck. <laughs> Big Deck. And so we then flew down to Christchurch because that's where the um, that's where the tour was going to start. Lancaster Park. Lancaster Park. R.I.P. Which we won. Yes. Did you realize? Yes. First test. We beat and so we beat so we um we 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 we, we flew down to Christchurch yeah. we checked in and the first thing we did was golf. Now, I'm a crap golf. I you know I, at, the, at the time I was, I was Gavin only, Hastings idea. Uh, right? I was, yep, it was Gavin Hastings <laughs> and, and it was you no know, the, the golfers were, you know, they had all the gears, they had yeah, all right. the golf clubs. Was your Nas Porters? You can man, did you have better better your uh, your Gus Gods, your Hastings, you know, all your the, the pretty boys of the game. Yeah, you know, right, right, right. us forwards were like going, oh, here we go. Yeah, right. What do we have to do this for? You know, but it was compulsory. Oh. but it was brilliant, and 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 we just we just did all sorts of things together. So you got you bonded well. Absolutely. How long between you arriving to first test? Was it a week or? Yeah, so it's a bit like a barbarians group yeah. coming together. Yeah. So it yeah. sounds like the granddaddy yeah. of Barbar's talks, yeah. doesn't it? It is the yeah. granddaddy yeah. of Barbar. Yeah. So yeah. We, were, we were together for a week before we played the first test. So before we played the first test, we went and played one of the another sort of country team as a warm up, but also just to get community. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We had a hangi and everything. Got I'd love to know. Could you remember who you played? Just trying to think. Just out of Christchurch. Just out of We'll find, we'll find out this week. We'll find out this week because yeah. I'm sure it's... Uh, Timaru? Where's Timaru? Where's Timaru? Uh, Timaru's it? about an hour south. But there's so many clubs around. Yeah, I think it was... It might have been... I think it was Timaru. Because we went down there and we played... It's amazing they didn't organise you to play Glenmark, which mm. is Alex Wiley country up north Canterbury. Yeah. I would have thought and he was coaching then, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he was here. He, he was would have swung that, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. But we, we had such yeah. a great time. It was Indio, more to... Yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, but we, then we, we played the first test and we beat them, and then yeah. But hold on, don't just don't, don't just say you just beat them. Hold on. So the All Blacks turned up expecting a. I, I'm, I'm presuming a three 0 This is nice. Hundred years. We've all done well. Tick the box. Get some jerseys out. And you rolled. Them. No, I think they didn't. They didn't think that was it was that was going to be easy because right. they looked across. They they knew that we had a pretty solid team. We had some solid, solid would be an understatement, really. Yeah, wouldn't it? We, had some, we had some amazing world class players, you know. Um, you know, I was with 
the Rolls Royce of fullbacks, you know, Andre Joubert, you know, yeah. when he was kicking the ball from, yeah. he kicked from the 22 to goal line, you know, yeah. he was... And silky. And silky, silky smooth runner, you know. So he, I don't think the All Blacks um, took it lightly. Took, took it lightly. It's just that we, we had nothing to lose. Yeah, right. They had everything to lose. We, we were just going out there and saying, you know, and Brian McCord just said, look, it is New Zealand centenary. Let's spoil the party. <laughs> we were like, going, okay. Yeah. Brian McCord saying, let's just spoil the party. Yeah. You know, let's spoil the party. But we did. We just enjoyed it. We, we had no pressure. Yeah, right, right, right. And no pressure. We just went out there. And, and, and David Soul was, um, was captain. Right. No, well, him and, him and, um, him and Nick, Nick Fire Jones was the sure. uh, joint captains. Joint captains. It was, and Soli was such a great, great guy. You know, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Very, very. They were all very caring. Again, we were all amateurs. Yeah. That was, yeah. I think that was the great thing about that sure, team yeah, is right. that we were all amateurs, mm. all taking time off work to come and just have, go on a tour exactly. and have some fun and play rugby. Yeah. And that's what it was. I think rugby loses a little bit, doesn't it, still to this day, as much as we love it and we like that it's more professional and it's faster and it's harder, but there's something little that's missing from the yeah. original things yeah. that we all loved having played it. I think I think one of the biggest thing, biggest losses that rugby's lost is touring. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they have these northern trips but they all they do is play tests. They never get to play the clubs, and so they don't go to the communities. Yeah. So no, none of these rugby communities ever said they, they can only see these touring teams if they go to the main cities. Yeah, right. So what, what used to really inspire kids and inspire yeah. communities were these touring sites who travel from one end of the country, yeah. down, play a few, two of the town yeah. teams, and then play a test. Play a few of the town teams, play a test, play a few performances, play a test. Yeah. And so, and this is what we say about the the great thing about that World, World 15 team is that yeah. after the first test, we hopped on a bus. We did the rest of that trip by bus. Brilliant. I bet you that was BJ Lahore's idea. Yep. Yeah, we he, loved it. Yeah. It was the best way of seeing the country. We did a we did the wine trail. We stopped we stopped yeah. in um, just up from from Christchurch. Uh, we, we we stopped and um, we boys well, the got in. One trip, you pin wires around there. Yep. And, and then yeah. we stopped there. And then what was it? Was a lovely bus no, trip. No, no. Got into um, Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a we spent. Oh, you probably were in Marlborough then. You yeah, probably uh, were in Marlborough. Yeah, and so we yeah, we, yeah. we we spent. Uh, I think we we spent a day and uh, nights in Melbourne and Nelson and then saw the communities. Did some training runs there before we crossed over to Wellington. So we only crossed over to Wellington just for the test. Yeah, right. Because we played the second test in Wellington. So. And obviously the second test is when uh, you pulled on the jersey. I put on the jersey. Yeah. That was a tough one. That was a, that was a, I think I got yeah. I put on the jersey when they were kind of angry there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> New Zealand public weren't happy with it. You poked the bear. I poked yeah. the bear. <laughs> <laughs> that bee's nest, don't you? <laughs> and, 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 how, and how was it? How was it going against up against that, those black jerseys? Um, yeah, I, I kind of expected it was going to be. Was that the first tough. time you you played the All Blacks yourself? Play against your yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the first time. First time playing against yeah. the All Blacks. It was, and they came at us hundred miles an hour. Mm. You know, and 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 I remember me and me and Willie Willie O. Oh, big Willie O. 
it's not it's not a bad oh my god it's not a bad 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 Phil Kearns. Phil Kearns. Kearnsie. Yeah. So it was Kearnsie and, um, <laughs> and the prop that was like, uh, that was coaching. Uh, Guys, we've done another half an hour. We're going to have to uh, take a break. <laughs> um, we'll be back in just... It is. It's good fun. It's and good we're back fun. on, guys. Great to be back. So I think when we left it, it was, it was 1992. Rex, how much do you have a bit more hair on your head there than 1992? I did. <laughs> uh, and and um, they weren't all grey either. Right, right. So 992, the World 15 had just uh, beaten the All Blacks the first test, and uh, Paolo Perolini was pulling on the uh, World 15 jersey to take on uh, to take on the mighty All Blacks. Yeah, in Wellington uh, at uh, um, at Park, and that was probably that was my first time actually to play against the the All Blacks, the black jersey, especially growing up in New Zealand. So um, it was a difficult one because. You're thinking emotionally you should be on their side, but at that time I was thinking, no, they're my enemies. But yeah. look, I went out there and tried my best, but they were they were angry. <laughs> we poked the uh, wasps' nest, and um, they came out and <laughs> but stung you, us. But you knew you knew all them anyway. Yeah, I knew all of them. And and were they, but was it a different? They weren't they weren't talking. They were just like and the, um, yeah, they they just played better. Yeah. They were just a lot faster, a lot harder, and they hit every ruck. And you know, and I remember me and Willie, Willie O. I was partnering up with Willie O. against these. Not a um, bad, not a bad. And I think, partner. yeah, I think it was Jamie Joseph, and I can't remember who who the loose forwards were. Penny there. I think, yeah, Aaron Penny. Yeah. And they they were bringing the ball up at 100 miles an hour, and we we're we we're always on the back foot. I think we've been celebrating our last. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah, just got over it. We just come through the the, the Marlborough region, um, yeah. drinking a few uh, Pinot Noirs, yeah. a few Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> so you can see where we were, <laughs> we were at, our minds were, and so it was it was a hard test, yeah. and they came out, and it was I think it was a Ronnie Clark's first test, and he played well. He scored a couple of tries there. Right. Inga scored a good try, and um, yeah, and really caught us and um we we, we took a, a bit of a whipping on that game and then then um but it, look it never it never um changed our mindset we we jumped back on the bus we still celebrated we were going oh well on to the next trip and then we made our way up on the bus again we, we we drove all the way from wellington all the way up back up to auckland but we stopped at different places all right we had such a great tour and we were stopping sure. into different towns trained at different towns i think we stopped in wanganui trained in wanganui yeah got to... they went on the picton ferry hmm? picton yeah well they would have had yeah. To. They yeah, have yeah, had yeah, to yeah 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 we did that, we came that, across that, on the ferry itself yeah. is a landmark isn't it yeah, absolutely yeah the pentacles are rough day no, it was a good day when yeah, we came across. It was, it was, it was, it was, and um, picked up another coach, and, <laughs> and then just we just drove everywhere, and and the boys loved it. You know, it was well, the it, best it, it sounds like what you're saying is it, it had a real mark of Lahore because um, uh, sorry for going back, but '87 when it when the when things were getting crazy for the for the World Cup, 
they had them staying with farm farming people yeah. in Canterbury just to get out of the media. And it sounds very much like him. Put them on a bus. Don't put them on a put them. Don't put them on a plane. Yeah, I think it would have spoiled everything if we just jumped on a plane. Yeah. The whole experience of actually driving through the New Zealand countryside was something that that really the the players really sure. loved and enjoyed. Mm. You sure, know, sure, just sure, the, sure. the countryside, but also stopping in the grassroots, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We we stopped yeah. in different towns. Yeah. We would um, do a training session, stay there a night, and yeah. then you know entertain the, the local community, um, mix in, and, and then drove on. You know, and, and I remember um, introducing. We we stopped somewhere, and I got the chef at this. At this restaurant, to uh, I think it was James Gosling. Yeah, I think that was James Gosling. Actually, I'm <laughs> yeah, pretty certain yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, the boys, a lot of the boys have never had apple pie. Right. So I asked the chef, "Can you make apple pie ice cream and cream?" Yeah. And he served up this mm-hmm. apple pie, and and I remember uh, Derek White, who was the number um, Scotland number eight, turned to me. He goes, "What is this?" And I said, "It's apple pie." He goes, "How do I eat it?" And I said, "Well, this is the pie." <laughs> <laughs> Add ice cream and a load of cream on it, and we just we just chucked a whole lot of cream. And he just loved it. He says, "Hello, I'm coming back from this." You know, and he, had, and he had about the, probably three servings in it. But he, it was, he would have been surprised he couldn't deep fry it. Yeah, that probably and upset. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. no haggis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, we went on to Auckland, and, and then Auckland was uh, again. You know, that was a great test and, and um, that was a tight test in, uh, yeah. in Auckland but the whole experience um, for me as a rugby player for everybody you know it was sure. one of the best tours and we got to know each other in such a short time I think we, we spent together two and a half weeks wow. two and a half weeks with, with guys with some of the best players in, in that generation in the world you Absolutely. know from different cultures yeah. just came really? together yeah, it's um. I mean, so you've got you've gone from the World Cup that would have been hard to beat. You play in the World Fifteen on a two and a half week tour. That's just unbelievable. What what was next for a point? What where did you go? Really? <laughs> I mean, I went back to uh, placemakers in uh, Mount Wellington <laughs> where I was working. It was a building building firm, <laughs> and uh, went back to work and. Um, it was funny because you see just go back down to earth when, when you go back back home and back working and then um that um in 90 so then i moved to um moved to north harbour okay uh, moved to north harbour played a few games for north harbour and i think it was the best move for me and then um then one day it was at the end of 93 just um there was uh we were, I was playing for Samoa at the time in the Super 10. Okay. Right. It was back in the, when I was Super 10, you know. And Queensland, well, New South Wales. Yeah, so, I've forgotten that yeah. Samoa were in the Super 10. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and Fiji, before that, were in the South Pacific Championship. Correct. They were seven sides. Yeah. yeah. You, you always forget about that, actually. You forget about yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was Super 10. So I first played with um, North Harbour in the Super 10. And then I played, then I opted to play for Samoa in the Super 10 because Samoa got brought in. Yep. And we played Auckland. So 
Okay, before that, but I'll take you back a couple of weeks before we played Auckland. I got a phone call um, to uh, a, a made of somebody around me at work and asked me uh, if I was interested in playing rugby league. Oh, 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 hold on a minute, hold on a minute, back the truck up. Hold on, hold on. They said, um, you know, and, and, and now. During the World Cup, you know, a lot of us had gotten offers from Hull, uh, Leeds, and you know, quite a few of the boys because Samoans were Just the hard we were over there. Well, we were over there. Right. Right. We all got sort of approached by different um, different clubs, yeah. but we kind of kept that sort of yeah. on the side. We, we weren't interested because we were just focused on one thing. So when we came home, it sort of went dry, nothing, you know, we never heard anything back from it. And then it was just after Inga had signed for Wigan. Right. Wigan had signed for Wigan, he'd just arrived in Wigan and then all of a sudden people were starting calling me saying, are you interested in going to rugby league? And I said, oh, I was kind of, no, not really. And then I get a phone call from a gentleman by the name of Graham Lowe. Oh. Graham Lowe, who was the coaching, Graham Lowe? the Graham Lowe. Right. Graham Lowe, who was coaching at Manly at the time, yeah. and it was asking if, if I would be interested in going to uh, join in Manly. Right. Um, and Matthew Rich, who I was playing yeah. playing rugby with at Ponsonby, but was also, also in All Black, had already made the... How, how long had he been there for? A year. A year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matthew Rich went not long after the World Cup, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to change... I, I, Rugby Union is my love, and I yeah. wanted to stay in Rugby Union. Um, rugby League, although they were showing their coaching, but I wasn't really interested at the time. And then, um, and then in the back end of the, so Graham Lowe was, I had a met up with Graham Lowe at um, over the North Shore and uh, the Mondesir, and then he was saying he would like me to join uh, Manly, and I was reluctant. So I said, look. Thank you very much for, you know, I feel really honoured that you even thought that I would be, um, could be a Sea Eagles. But um, I chose not to. And then um, a year later, in 93, I got approached uh, by St. Helens. Right. Um, and um, Directly? Uh, through through a friend of mine. Um, okay. And they came to me and said, look, we'd like you to join us. Declined it, and then they came back, and I said I declined it, and they came back with a bit off, and then eventually I um, decided, you know what, time to move. So I decided to um, new challenge. Yeah, I, I guess it was to, the thought for me was that you know I'm I'm working as a sales on sales at um, at you know in a, in a building company, and and to think that I could train. And play for a living yeah. Yeah. when all my rugby players, all my rugby mates were still working, and yeah. you know, rugby union was an amateur sport. Yeah. And seeing what Inga was doing over in Wigan, I just thought, yeah, I could do this. But, but at the time, importantly, when if you were asked to switch codes, there was no going back to union at the time. So yeah. that made it even more of a tough decision. Yes, it was yeah. relinquishing your uh, yeah. amateur status. Your amateur status. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That was a massive... Yeah. And, that, and that would have and, been huge, and, and I understand huge. that. And yeah. Like turning back on the game that you love and what... Absolutely. And at that yeah. stage, yeah. Rich, Gallagher, 
How yep. many are doing? How many? Brooke Calden. Brooke Calden. Um, Andrew Leeds. Yeah. Uh, yep. Fullback for Australia. So there was a few yeah. that had gone. Yeah. There are loads of them there who all made the move. Yeah, right. And, 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 the whole, and the whole Super Rugby thing, that didn't really kick in until 95. So you, yeah. And you didn't even know it was coming. No. So, so and, and, from, and of course, don't forget from the UK, mm. there'd been some really Jonathan successful Davis. ones. Jonathan Davis, outstanding. Yep. Um, and he's the, the, the who was the Welsh defensive coach, and yeah. now the French defensive coach. Oh, yeah. Ten. The, um, um, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a. He was a Wigan. Sean. Sean Edwards. Sean Edwards. In fact, in fact, the thing about Sean Edwards, you always think he started off, he was playing for England under 18 Union. Yes. And the day that he turned 18, yeah. Wigan signed Wigan him, signed. I think. That's, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 And so, and when so making the decision was really hard to yeah. leave leave New Zealand. Yeah, I think the was. hardest the, the switching codes wasn't a hard decision. That wasn't as hard as leaving home. It was leaving home. I've never left home. So the, kid, were the, the boys were were the boys there? No. Okay, the boys, wasn't even no boys. We hadn't married. I was in, oh, right. <laughs> I, was a, I, was a, I was still a single man then, but but I was courting, you know, and but the, the whole thought of leaving the country to go to somewhere that's going to look like Coronation Street, that's what mum and dad were worried about. But also, it's a, it was going to Corrie. It's a great, Manchester, it's a great analogy. But, but also, I think, it was a big thing. It's a massive. I mean, you know, we, you know, I remember watching Mastermind, like you yeah. in New Zealand, yeah, and the first prize was a trip for two to the UK. Absolutely. Two weeks. That was the first prize. So it yeah. was a Massive thing. Yeah, yeah. You're going over the Is it possible if we can break this down and then do it? And then could you come back and we can do the rugby league for the second, uh, to second be episode? Yeah, to be continued. We'd love it if you could. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is the journey, you know, the journey from going from union to, to league is, is, is massive. And just um, the transition is another, another story. Oh, another. I'd, I'd like to know about it. I'm yeah. sure loads of people know. So, and, and, and also tell us about, you know, from league to life here in Dubai, which exactly. is what many people, you know, are listening in from yeah. and everything. So we'd love to have you back, sir. Oh, thank you. And, love thank to. You, and thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me, Rick. Thanks for coming. Really appreciate hey, it. It was good. It's been awesome. Thank you. Captain's thanks table. Thanks for the captain's table. And uh, that's us signing out. Yeah. Rick, any final words? Have a good weekend, everyone. Have a good weekend. And we'll see you next week for part two, to be continued.